You've heard me talk about it before, and I'm truly not joking. I'm being 100% genuine. I love Doc Spartan products. I use it every day. I talk about the Sex Panther beard bomb. That's literally what is in my beard right now. And I use all of the scrubs, my favorite being the coffee scrub, just in the shower, gives you the tingles, gives you the feels. I love it. And there's so many other great products. I use their deodorant. I've used their hand care when I've had tears. Just check them out. It's veteran owned, you know, guy that was in the military serving our country, Dale. I got to know him over the years and he's just a great dude. And I started buying his products and he reached out to me and said, hey, we want to support the show and we appreciate it. And I just want you guys to not only support Doc Spartan and Dale, but also reap the benefits. If you want to be sexy like me, then you want to check out Doc Spartan products, 15% off with the code best hour. That's best hour for 15% off anything at their website, docspartan.com. Check out the coffee scrub and definitely check out the beard bomb. And ladies, there's stuff for you too. So head on over to docspartan.com, use the code best hour and save 15%. We are here because we are dedicated to helping the entire CrossFit community. Determined to elevate coaches, box owners, athletes, and everything in between, we believe that this mission will begin right here, right now. While this time and this goal begins with you, our hope is that you take this fire ignited within you and weave it into your own life with the same unrelenting passion to give those you have the privilege of coming in contact with the best hour of their day. Does that message appear in the show, Katie? No. You had, but everybody you hears it, it, right? I don't know, actually. If I, I heard it, did, and I don't think... Yeah. I mean, when I go back to the recordings, uh, I cut off the beginning. So it can't. Can it go yeah. on... So everybody knows what we're talking about. If you do this on Zoom, they added this thing, probably because people were getting caught masturbating on Zoom and doing crazy <laughs> shit during meetings. Um, me, me that, in particular. <laughs> right. That uh, most of which were were teachers and people in, in the public service sector. Is well, it's the one dude on like... Fox or CNN, like a news channel got caught doing right. it. Right. Yeah. But anyway, there's a thing that goes on that says at the very beginning of the meeting, it says this meeting is being recorded. And then when you turn it off, however, you know, people are going to forget two seconds into the meeting is being recorded. But anyway. So well, when I heard it today, it just made me think to the cloud, to the cloud. What's that song? To right. the to the cloud. The... Dogecoin to the moon. Yeah. To the moon. But real takeaway, kids, is don't masturbate uh, on Zoom calls. Uh, just a little life for you from Fern. Fern do either of you, I don't do this, obviously, because you can see me, but do either of you put something on your camera? Not not when you masturbate. Uh, I'm oh, not to cover it. That. I'm saying, like, in general, like, you know, everybody, a lot of people put, like, a little piece of tape on their camera. They actually sell stuff. Do you guys do that? No. I put a post-it note over it when you're not using it. Yeah. Why? What are you worried about? I don't know. I just, I, I just always cover my camera. <laughs> they, make little, they make little things yeah. for that, by the way. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like you can buy those, but I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't do that. And there's nothing I do in front of my computer that I'm embarrassed about. Right. And I'm going to be, that's, I'm going to give a spoiler alert. 
I have masturbated in front of my computer. So the point is, I know this is TMI for you, Katie. I know you're on a, a call with two dudes, but I, I'm like, and now the show just, is completely fucking tubes. So look, if you're a man and you're listening to this, you do it. And I would argue most women, but anyway, we're not, this is not an episode about that. But point is, I don't care. Like there's, I don't cover my camera. Like if, 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 if that actually got seen and people were watching it, like, who cares? Like, what if you want to watch me do that? That's on you. You got issues, not me. Uh, so anyway, I do want to tell you guys something crazy. I'm I'm really regretting bringing that up now. By the well, way, yeah, you, let, even let though that was you. not the intent, but I I just as many things I regret most actions with you were there. Just way just earlier the people, in the episode, only, yeah. All the people that complain we don't get to the topic quick enough. That was probably the yeah. worst. Uh, yeah. There's <laughs> a there's a lot of there are puns in that right there. So. Um, anyway, so let's let's get to it, if you will. No, no, no. I got a story. No. Yeah. Okay. Another great. another yeah, side so, topic. Yeah. Everybody, everybody, <laughs> just fast forward. Hit the hit the hit the fifteen times, and by the time you do that, we'll be into the actual. Yeah, um, we should timestamp it on YouTube, right? Hey, this is yeah. when they actually start. I'm gonna First go back all, and do a top ten of your worst like sidetracks in the beginning of episodes. That'd be good. <laughs> Well, you're not like, you're not gonna have to dig deep there's a lot of them it so. was like dr evil gave us a list of the mandatory episodes for his coaching staff these will be the mandatory don't listen yeah and i also appreciate you guys not saying anything about the fact that i'm wearing the same sweatshirt again what's going on you guys getting soft on me everybody knows now yeah, yeah it's we're, not we're surprising not, anymore we, we're just just perpetually did so Quite a few people reached out to me in support of that, by the way. I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know if you saw some of the DMs, Katie. A lot of them came to me directly. Mm -hmm. Many people wear a hoodie or a t-shirt. If it doesn't get used again the next day, they wear it to work out. And that's Hoodie's very different. common. A hoodie is different. We, we established that. Okay. Yeah. Let's get different. to the topic at hand. The secret. Right. Manifestation. I'm going to tell you guys the story. I keep a book, The Secret, in my bathroom, master ba bathroom. And I wake up in the morning and I typically read on my Kindle, like currently I'm reading a book called Effortless, the same guy that wrote Essential, Essentialism. Great book so far, Effortless. But then I always try to read a page or two of The Secret. I think it's just a good way to start your day. You know, positive mindset. Fern, you can get all woosa on me, but I know you believe in The Secret as well. And Katie, if you don't, I'll get you a copy. Where I was going with that program, that story before, prior to this was, did not get mad. I did not get angry. That's where I was going proud with that story earlier. I'm proud of you. But let me finish my story. So I'm reading The Secret, and about a week or two ago, you guys know I had my stuff shipped here from Florida. And literally the page seven, I read- the seven, the seven boxes that you took you a week over time. Everything's, everything's organized now. Okay. Actually, I'm standing out in the kitchen because- I got a new desk coming for the office. I had to take the old desk out. But anyway, I don't burden you with my problems, guys. I only keep it positive here on the podcast. So the page I read two weeks ago that morning was talking about gratitude and a guy that had a gratitude rock. My, my, my belongings show up, lo and behold, in my belongings, this rock. Same day, says namaste. You read that? Namaste. Look in the camera. This, is my, this has always been my gratitude rock keep it around 
but it's been in Florida, I've been in Colorado. It's so the same day I read it in the book, it shows up. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, who cares? Let me give you the next Correct. step. Now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, if you've read the book, The Secret, you can piece this together. I don't wanna give specific numbers, but there's a part in the book now where they, the page I read yesterday was all about monetary things and wealth. And the guy talks about how he needed X amount of money via check. He was like, I'm gonna manifest this. Read it. True story. Listen to this. Go to the mailbox yesterday. Open up the mailbox. My birthday's coming. Check from my parents for Madison, my baby, right? But the same exact amount in the book. And it was no like small, it wasn't 25 bucks. It was a large check, like super grateful for my parents. That's crazy, right? It manifested. So the moral is this is that you stole from your daughter. No, it's going to go to her. We're doing a 529C or something. I forget what the college fund 529 is. Yeah. 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 So no, but I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, I think I I'm going to begin with Madison and be like, hey, did your dad give you that money? She's going to be like, <laughs> money. And I'm going to, yep, that's what I fucking thought. Right now, she'll just giggle. She's in a huge giggling phase. But oh, don't worry. I, did... I won't forget. Steel trap, my friend. This one's gonna come back to haunt you. <laughs> I um, I told my parents like we're doing the college fund, but I'm not pushing her to go to college. If she wants to go to college, she can. That's if a podcast to... in and of itself. But no, yeah. Yeah. If she wants to be, you know, a vagabond, etc. You know. It... No, that's not okay. But you yes. do not have to go to college. Listen, my daughter, my rules. So anyway. I, I'm a, you know, whether or not you go out and buy the secret, I think it's cool. I don't, you know, but I think point is you and I talked about this firm. We talked about it a lot when we started affiliate you, when we started best hour, you got to put some of this positive shit just out there. And if you keep that positive mindset, it helps. So whether or not you're going to get a check for your daughter in the mail, I don't know, but think positive things and positive things come to you. Right, Katie? Yeah. Do you guys keep like a, I did this for a while. It's like a thankfulness journal where you write one thing you're thankful for every day. In the beginning, it's like easier because you can just come up with kind of random tangible things. But then if you're supposed to, there was a, I was another book called a thousand gifts and it was, you're supposed to do it for a thousand days. And as you get into it, it gets really hard, but it's like, it forces you to be every morning when you wake up to actually figure out something that you're thankful for. That's deeper than just the service level stuff. No, I think that's great. Maybe that's a challenge we can put out there. I have done some gratitude journaling and yeah. thinking about it. And obviously I showed you my rock, but when I, you know, when I, when I touch the rock, I try to think of positive things or if it's in my pocket, when I'm getting stressed, I just kind of, you know, put my hand on it and remind me like, Hey, even this stressful scenario, like Fern was talking about, you know, one of his coaches overslept and he come in like, you can even look at a scenario like that and think to yourself, I get to go in, I get to coach these people that I might not have seen all of the, you know, it's so easy in life to be like, oh, I'll actually is- give everybody the story. So this morning I got up early. I was just like, I had like the morning block was open. So I didn't have any obligation I needed to be at. What's until early? Me? Yeah, uh, like 5.15 is usually, yeah, I'm usually up at like 5.15. I'm in the office at 5.30, like reading or doing something like that. So alarm or, um, or natural. Uh, it's a little bit of both. I have the, the, the Phillips light, um, 
alarm clock. So it just yep. gradually brings them in the room. Is that about? good? I've, yeah. That's the one that Matt Frazier talked about on the Rogan podcast, or I mean, similar, whether oh, it's the same I one I don't know. Or not. I, we've, we've, we've both had them for years. So, um, so it'll have that. That'll come up for about 30 minutes. By that time, it's really light in the room, and which will usually wake me up. Uh, or I'll like work up, wake up some there, and they'll, but at the time of the alarm, it's like, it's not like a typical alarm. It's like, sometimes I'm not sure if it's the alarm or it's actually the birds outside. So it's, it sounds like that essentially. That's um, cool. But anyway, anyway, yeah, I, I got up sitting in my office, I'm jamming away. I'm like, how to, you know, list of things. I'm like, cool. I'm going to knock everything out, get a text. Send, send Ackerman a nice note. Was that one of the it was things def it was de definitely not on the list it was like find new partner um so <laughs> the it's at the top of my list every day and i can't seem to get it checked off the uh you gotta work on so, the hardest no, thing first we've spoken to the <laughs> listen i just yeah it's you just like a the um so at 601 i get a text there's only one reason i get a text at 601 ever as an affiliate owner which means somebody didn't show up for class so i uh i chose not to get mad i finished what i was doing had a couple of sips of coffee. Somebody texts me. I'm like, I will be there. I looked at the workout real quick. They're fine. Nothing. It was like farmers carry burpees, sit-ups. Cool. No need to get into a rush so I can run over there, you know, you know, forget put upon, to put on pants or anything like that. Um, and then I, and this is actually something I've, I've talked to Wattify, uh, several other of these kind of uh, plot out is, I think they should have a function that the night before sends all the coaches their schedule for the next day. So if you have Google calendar, you get one early in the morning, I think shift it to the night before and they, everybody should get a text or an email about, Hey, your coaching schedule for tomorrow is X. So what I did was, I was like, Hey, cool. This happens. I don't know, maybe three to four times a year. It's not frequent, but mistakes happen. A, I didn't get mad. I was like, okay, I've had the opportunity to solve this numerous times and I didn't. So today's the day. So I get to the gym, get everybody fired off. Boom, boom, boom. We finish the class. It's fine. We high five. We do some ability. We get out of there. Uh, right before I go back to bring my daughter to school, send the email out to the VA. Every Sunday night, you can schedule this. I don't care. Just make sure that it happens. Send out an email, an email prior to Monday that's subject line 6 a.m. classes and then list the classes and who coaches them every single weekend prior to Monday. She was like, I'm on it. So that is now the backstop. I should have done that a long time ago, maybe like the first time this happened like 12 years ago, and I probably wouldn't have this problem. So my fault, didn't get mad because I was wanted to be grumpy, but then I got home, the kids were running around and I was like, just be happy. It's wrong. It's fine. I've got some follow-up questions, but, I, but I, I love the fact that you take extreme ownership. I think that's a mistake most box owners don't make, do make. They don't take extreme ownership. It's always so-and-so's fault. You know, this, per, you know, no, it's on you because like you said, you didn't have a backstop. You know, but the, the pushback I would give you on that is, and I, I do agree, it's a simple probably add-on that Waterfly can do, push out the schedule. However, we're adults. You and I don't miss appointments. Yes, you're typically That's five minutes either. late. But That's not true either. So I missed appointments. I've been late for things. I've missed a 6 a.m. It's happened. Coach that missed it has a new baby, probably delirious from lack of sleep. Um, I'm here. I'm here. He, he, he deals with it much better than you do having a new child. So I'll give him that. And so I was like, hey, nothing happened. It's fine. But it was there was good to go. The worst thing I could have done is show up there with attitude. To yeah, all these folks. So I walked in, I apologize. He was very apologetic. I said, don't sweat it. 
been resolved. Shot an email to the whole team. This is the new procedure. Days. Uh, sweat it. We're good. Uh, can can you upgrade the Wi-Fi at CrossFit Rife? Me? I've upgraded like four times. Okay. So I have like the hot Wi-Fi you could have here. Man, Virginia, Katie. When we go to Virginia, <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta bring a hotspot. Um, so let me let me ask two two more follow up questions. You, you said like I looked at the workout. Is there a workout where you would have then said, "Oh shit, I gotta get there quickly"? Like, would that have influenced how fast you tried to get there? Sure. And then who? And then who's in the class? So two things. What's the workout? Who's in the class? So did you immediately uh, I, look at the attendance? I, the, the person who texted me, I said, who's in the class? Gotcha. Got the uh, list of names. Not concerned about anybody there. Not in that fan. I'm like, n there's no newbies in there, right? So, um, but yeah, if it was super technical and there was a, needed to be something that was maybe progressions taught. Um, but to Thursday, this is what we would describe as a moving day. Nothing, nothing really complex in there at all. Um, and I'm really hesitant to say that, but the burpee is not complex. The setup's not complex. The farmer's carry is definitely not complex. It was 12 minutes, so I knew I had time. We kicked off at like 33, I think. We were done at 45. Still had 15 minutes on the back end to do the cool down. It was fine. But if it was like a 25-minute AMRAP of, you know, snatching and handstand push-ups, yeah, that would have been a totally separate issue because now I'm like, fuck, this is going to be a problem. I also think there's nothing wrong with at that point whoever's texting you saying, Hey, change the workout to X and we'll, we'll, you know, put you know, say this happened yesterday. Hey, move Thursday's workout to today. We'll do today's tomorrow for the 6am. There's lots of options there. Last follow-up question. How many times does a coach do this before you fire them? Um, I mean, uh, their number, it would have to be a recurring theme and, and the, the conclusion on my part would have to be that this person is a complete turd and is is not trying at all, which is not the case with any of my coaches. Yeah. Listen, we've, all, we've all been around, like, I can tell the difference between a mistake and you just don't get it. It was a mistake. And as a person who's made a lot of fucking mistakes and been a lot of second chances, I'm, I'm more than amicable to that, to, to that idea of just like, Hey, I'm not going to browbeat an adult who knows the late and miss the thing. Yeah. What's, I, what's I mean, I, yeah. And you know, the whole adage of you never know what someone's going through or don't attribute to malice, et cetera. Like I, I can appreciate that. I will say I've never slept in. Never. For, for anything. The um, Katie unmuted. That means she's going to say something. <laughs> yeah, that's that's complete bullshit, and we don't even have to no, go into it. But that's absolute it's, nonsense. It's, I, I will say it's like you haven't like when you I, say you've never. What do you mean you've never slept in? I've I have admittedly I have never missed an appointment. I was aware I had. I, I would I would throw that in there, but I would just say like, yes, I've been late to things but I've never been late because I didn't get up when I was supposed to. It's like, okay, I right. woke up and I took longer than I needed. Something happened, et cetera. But this- I've done it that where are I'm like, just I like, through my I alarm. had, I, I thought I had the 6 a.m. on Thursday and it turns out it was on a way. 
And then yeah. I was up and doing things and they're like, where are you? And I'm like, hmm, I don't, I'm on the wrong day. That's, that's probably happened in my life less than three times, but point is- I've It's never... happened three times with me. What the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Those are all, all three times. No, right. the idea of like, I set my alarm, but I slept through it does not ring true for me at like, there's, you, you never can set that. your alarm for the wrong time. I hit PM instead of AM, et cetera, but I've never done that. Katie, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, if you guys wanted to, you know, get to the, the topic for the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it was good discussion. But <laughs> All right. All right. Timestamp right now. We're talking about public speaking, specifically how it relates to coaching. I think one of the areas I improved the most in life because of CrossFit is public speaking. I think when you, it's probably one of the most overlooked necessary criteria. Obviously you'd probably throw it somewhere under group management and presence and attitude. But for, for most people, it's one as box owners, as head coaches, when you're hiring, we don't realize how proficient we have become in public speaking, especially especially those of us that are lucky enough to be on seminar staff, because man, you are, you have to become a, a really good public speaker in, in that role. But Fern, where do you think this idea of public speaking falls in becoming a, a, a solid CrossFit coach? It, well, A, you're, I, I would agree that it is both overlap, but I think you left one out, which is the teaching. So teaching sure. has a, as a mass um, piece with regard to public speaking. And public speaking does take practice. One of the one of the better books I've ever read. So there's two books. One of which we've talked about before, The Myth. But the other one is Talk Like Ted. It's a fantastic book about public speaking. It it, it goes through in painful detail. There, there's like with regard to TED Talks, there's like a very specific word range that TED Talks fall in. And when you get into that word range for the time domain, what what ends up happening that specific word range does not allow for excess language essentially you cannot be verb hit that word in a certain time frame so um and if you think about that the, those ted talks are very captivating they get an immense amount of information and wisdom i guess you would say across in a, in a fairly short amount of time um and that takes a lot of practice just like public speaking does like you and i were not public speaking have a lot of improvements to make we're definitely not good at speaking when we first started. And there's all sorts of aspects to public speaking, which is the order of the information that you deliver it in. Have you done what your safe words are? Do you understand the, the use of uh, a dramatic pause and how to slow down your speech when speaking in public? You know, there's a lot of aspects of that that only come with reps, no different than walking out onto the floor. So you, you mentioned two books, Talk Like Ted. What was the first one? The Charisma Myth. The Charisma Myth. Yeah, I think that, that yeah. both of those books are phenomenal. One thing I do, I find myself doing if I'm like, honestly, it's like when I'm on the toilet or I'm just kind of on a short car ride, I'll pull up a TED Talk. I think listening to other people that talk well, that's probably why people are listening to this podcast, but listening to why other people that talk well, not only inspires you to talk better, but you learn from it. It's like watching someone move like, oh, I see that they're 
doing these things well, I want to do those things. So I highly recommend, you know, finding there's TED talks on all sorts of topics. I think you and I should do a co-TED talk one day. What do you think about that? That'd be fun. I think it would be good with the exception of the fact that you would be on it. The <laughs> I was talking to Katie. Right. Um, right. Oh, my, my statement still stands. Yeah. The, um, <laughs> so there's just, there, it's, it takes a lot of practice for sure. And the first thing is it's and it's very apparent when somebody's not done public speaking. I once, and let me, this kind of goes back to where we were before, but it's just like a lot of it is preparation and practice. It, it is. I, I find a couple things, you know, let's talk about seminar staff. Cause you're right. I mean, we've improved tremendously. It's just reps and feedback. You're not going to get better with only practicing because poor practice will make, you know, poor reps, but getting that feedback uh, will, will, will certainly help out. We'll, we'll talk about some tricks and tips within this to get you better. But I learned the better I understand what I'm speaking about the, you know, so for example, a little, you know, peek behind the curtains, we get there's a progression for lectures at the level one as well as the level two. And you, you learn them and it starts with the press and moves to the deadlift, the squat, et cetera, before getting to the theoretical methodology lectures. And the more you understand it, the deeper you get, the better you become at speaking about it. You know, the first one always looks like verbatim reading through it. The second one, you throw in one joke. By the fifth, you're telling stories. So certainly the better you understand the concept, and, and the, all of it, the, the better you're gonna be. I, I, in my master's, so you know, so you know, you guys know I have a master's degree, right? Um, I've got a level, I'm, am I the only level annoying. four with a master's? You're definitely with, annoying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How many level nose hold? If you can do some research on this topic, that'd be phenomenal. How many level four coaches are there that also have a master's degree? I think there's a couple with PhDs actually. Dan Hollingsworth, right. I believe he's a doctor. Um, Dr. Doctor yep. uh, Ray, uh, Lisa Ray's husband. He may is he be a level, level four? four. I don't know if he's a level four, but he's certainly a medical doctor. Anyway, I was in a master's class, one of my classes, and this girl had to go up in front of everybody and give her presentation. It was crazy. During the presentation, she developed hives all over her face and neck. Like you could just see it happening. And I From remember being around like, you. <laughs> it was it was pretty incredible like i've never been one that didn't like public speaking i've certainly got better so i never understood how fearful i think it's jerry seinfeld that says if you're looking at the top two fears in the world number one is public speaking number two is death so he says people would rather be in the coffin than the person giving the eulogy at the funeral the there's definitely some fear, but the fear is the fear is not public speaking. The fear is embarrassment of messing up public speaking, yeah. right? So like you have a problem talking to other people. And if you can get to that point where public speaking becomes similar to just having a conversation, that is when you're probably becoming very proficient at a skill like public speaking. So I think there's a couple of things that could be beneficial here. Um, most of us like to storytell. Obviously, Jay is full of nonsense stories. And so we're all aware of that. When I give lectures or when I'm, I always think of what is, the, what's the story arc here? 
what it like what is there's a beginning there's a middle and an end and then who are the characters whether i'm giving the what is fitness lecture the nutrition lecture if i'm giving a whiteboard brief it's all the same to me because if i know what if i know what the story is then i can because one of the things when you're giving particularly some technical lectures like that, specifically in the level one, level two setting is transitions. Transitions are hard, like transition, like switching from a, from a topic to the next one. What, if, what I find really good public speakers do well is very smooth, very obvious transitions where there's no break in the story. We're just like, we just transition right to the next piece so if you can figure out what your transitions look like that creates a story arc and then I, then what all i do is i plug in the pertinent pieces of information but i know generally what the story is so if you're thinking about about, about a whiteboard brief the story is people are going to work out so in the story what's the first thing you need to know they need to know what the challenge is the challenge x at the end this is going to be a little bit different but we'll try to like what we want the desired ending of the story to be like the hero saves the day, which is like where you need to be on the stimulus. And then from there you would move to, okay, what are tools that the hero has in this story? Okay, well, these would be the scaling options that would get them to be the hero of the story. And then from there, then you can kind of give them all the, the kind of details of what would lend the hero to be the, the victor in this story about strategy and things like that. If I think about it that way, then I can just plug in the, the pertinent information, which is here's the workout, right? Here's the, here's the task, here's the journey, you know? And then you all, I'm trying to think, then I'm looking at all the people in the class and trying to pick out what things I need to give the, the hero here in order to, you know, be the victor as I go through that. That is how I connect the, the dots in my brain. There's definitely people that memorize, Cassie's like that. He memorizes everything verbatim, verbatim. It's amazing. Cassidy. It's funny you say that. He, um, the first time I ever worked with Cassidy. He used Apogee. <laughs> Apogee, exactly. And I was like, what the hell? I was this demo on the pull-up. Yeah, Christian and was, was like, like, nobody's ever used that before. And I was like, now I have to figure out what that word means. What that means, and, yeah. And demonstrate it. <laughs> right. So, but I can't do that. That's just not how my brain works. My brain more works more in the storytelling realm where that that, that would be... I, I guess I would be considered a little bit more creative where Cassidy would be a little bit more analytical where it's just like, okay, boom, 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 boom. I just really struggle to do that. That's not how I function. So I have to go the other route, which is like, what's the story? What's the story arc? Who are the characters? And then what are the transitions as I go through, as I start to pick that apart? And for me, that's always how it works. When I start to crack the code on a lecture, it's when I figure out the transitions. Transitions. I remember talking to Jomo about that on the technique and intensity lecture. I was like, man, I love this lecture. I've got it down. And I looked at it like, like you're kind of suggesting there's six pieces to this story, but how do I go from, you know, what is technique to muscle ups to safety? You know, it's like finding those right. transitions, you know, and, and the concept you're talking about, I believe is usually referred to as like the hero's journey. And for those on short, definitely stolen a little bit of that and used that framework, but the, I don't know that it applies to, to all of it, but there's definitely some overlay of the hero's journey into the, just the general idea of storytelling versus reading a list of things. Well, yeah, a hundred percent. And the, the reason I bring that up is because I've heard that from people I've read about it. And when I kind of put it to use, it was when I realized, okay, a, most movies are doing that, but like Star Wars is the classic mm -hmm. hero's journey, right? You take Luke Skywalker and he's on this journey and you find out about his father, you know, and all these things like 
that's what you're looking for. What, and something else that you mentioned there is, you know, I, I always feel like telling a story, and I know I do like to talk primarily about myself, but, you know, there's typically stories involved. And Greg Amundsen used to do the, I mean, he's an OG. Go look up Greg Amundsen, G.I. Jane, Fran, et cetera. Complete OG. He's been on the podcast quite a few times, author. But he used to travel doing the goal setting seminar, and I loved it. And he used to tell stories and say, like, people will remember a story. They don't right. necessarily remember, you know, this is how you accomplish the snatch or this or that. But if you tell them a story, it resonates. They, they, they can, you know, make that connection to themselves and, and they remember it. Just kind of ingrained in our DNA as humans. Like that is how information was passed on was storytelling. So whether it was people writing uh, pictures all in a cave somewhere or when they first started using some sort of parchment paper and ink or something like that and then to the written word recorded word uh, we are storytellers like that is how we convey information now admittedly we've probably gotten a little worse at it as social media condenses it and we use less characters to tell stories but um that's how i think about it so th so from a standpoint of public number one practice practice what you're going to say Number two, figure out what the story is because the story helps you remember when people freak out and they get, and they break down in, um, in a public speaking environment, it's typically because there's a, they forgot, like there's a break in the, in the information where they lost train of thought because the transitions don't make sense to them. So there's not a, there's not a very, not a smooth flow of information such that it makes sense where it'd be really hard to forget what the next thing is. That's where I've had kind of breakdowns of public speaking. I've seen other people do it fairly recently and it comes back to positions. And I was like, Hey, try this role. That is going to help you remember and, and, and carries you into the next topic that you need to discuss. Um, and then slow down and slowing down requires practice. And Jomo, I think is uh, probably the master at the dramatic pause and knowing I where to put it how to put it in there so that it really hits home. And it takes a lot of practice because if you're going to do that, they need to be specifically placed and they need to be specifically placed in a spot where you're trying to make a point. Like that right there, meaning, oh, right? Now like that? That's, that's now called mastery. I was like, the, uh, what's he going to say next? <laughs> right, there you go. <laughs> so the, where you would want to do this, if I was giving a whiteboard brief in that setting would be workout give the stimulus, that would be a place for a pause, a very intentional pause so that they would just sit on that and chew on it one and a half seconds. It will now be kind of ingrained in on them what it is that you just covered. But if you just jam through that, it's going to get lost. It's, you know, we've mentioned, you know, first of all, for those that don't know, Joe Alexander, he's probably one of the most underappreciated people in CrossFit. And I don't say that like CrossFit doesn't appreciate him. I just mean it in such a way that he has such a strong influence over the staff. And when he gets so much respect for us that it's a shame that more people don't know who he is, but I think that's also the kind of guy Joe is. He doesn't want that. He and definitely prefers that. I've asked him to come on and he's like, ah, it's not my thing. <laughs> yeah. But, but he, you know, just in case he's listening to this and if anyone, or if someone that knows him is, when I got on staff, he was the person I emulated. 
he was the person I wanted to speak like. It, to the point that like I started using my hands and making weird expressions with my face because that's what he does, <laughs> right? You know that about Jomo. Listen, I've known, I, I started with Jomo, my, like started yeah. my CrossFit life with Jomo and Pat Sherwood. Yeah, I mean, there's things about Jomo that probably you can find online. He doesn't necessarily, you know, all positive, obviously, that he doesn't probably want us to share, but uh, it just, he's an amazing person. So I think that's- Did that, you know be... that he, did you know he has a very brief cameo? Have you seen the movie State of Play? That's a football movie, isn't it? Definitely not. It's <laughs> it's uh, Ben Affleck and um, who's your, and Russell Crowe. It's uh, it's on Netflix, right? It's you can find it on Netflix. State of Play, but it's about a senator or uh, a congressman oh, or something. Yeah. Like that. And and there's a, there's a murder in there, and it gets cut up in some government contract. Momo has a very like a one second cameo in that movie that he is he is in that movie was and it I just saw in recently, virginia or something no no no, no. They, there was somebody took a picture of him doing his previous line of work and gotcha. then it's it, they used it as a snapshot in that movie and i was watching it recently with uh, with a buddy of mine and i was just like hey go back real quick and i was like you know i know that guy right there that's I was like that's cool did you um, know that anyway. before watching it or did that surprise you well, I had seen it prior to. Oh, gotcha. Like, yeah, yeah, but we were like, it was just on, and I was like, that's a good movie. Let's watch it. And then I forgot he was in it. And I was like, oh, look, there he is. So, so you, you've dropped quite a few knowledge and nuggets during this. But one thing we haven't talked about is, you know, like I said about Jomo, no different than coaching, no different than anything in your life. Find that person. And this person may be Simon Sinek, and maybe Jocko, you know, maybe Tim Ferriss, it may be Joe Rogan. There's other people outside of Jomo that I've looked at and I try to speak like Chuck Carswell on staff, even Dave Castro, not his handwriting, but some of the way, you know, the way he talks. So, so, so find those people in your, I mean, maybe it's me for a lot of the listeners. I'm sure they're like, okay, it's you, Jay, like reach out to me. I'm happy to mentor you. It's not fun, but you know, find those people here. Here's please, a, I, please don't, please don't reach out to Jay. <laughs> we, we, the here, world can only deal with ego in this, in this universe here's a pet peeve of mine watching other people public speak and then i want to before we wrap up i want to kind of give like maybe three or four or five things that we should do but one of the things is when people admit they're they messed up so the, the this example may look something like let's let's use a it, at seminar staff and like oh shoot i forgot to give one of the points of performance of the press and we're already in the pusher and my response to that is always the people listening to you do not know that you messed up. And it's not a matter of admitting you're right or wrong. It just, you know, maybe kind of de-emphasizes your value. In other words, even when you that make comes a with ex That comes with experience. So that comes with experience of enough times I've messed to, to learn how to circle back and then cover said topic without actually breaking stride. That That is not something you do on day one. Like you will come to that realization later on sure and we could talk about practice todd whitman at one of our summits said the first time you give a lecture in front of everybody should be the 18th time you've actually done it in other words right. you need to do this 17 times behind the scenes the other the other way that i see that happening is often somebody will use the wrong word and they say something like oh or i've got marbles in my mouth it's like just say the right word don't sit here and belabor the fact that you're, you've misspoken. 
We do it all the time. I say something wrong, I use the wrong word, just get right to the right word. In other words, we don't have to put in a spotlight on the fact that we've messed something up. And again, yes, it comes from experience, but it's one of those things where if you don't it also comes it, it, well, but it also comes from um, just not being comfortable in that environment and not knowing that if I say the wrong word, I would just quickly follow with up, uh, excuse me, I didn't, I meant to say blah, blah, blah. And then just I don't even on. think that's necessary, to be honest. I, I think you just well, I mean, you have to do right something. Word. You can't just like, you have to do something. Um, or I meant blah, blah, blah. Like it's, if you just acknowledging that that is incorrect. If you're teaching something, if you're teaching content, particularly that is testable and you say something incorrect, I do think it is worth acknowledging that, hey, that was an incorrect statement. Here is what is actually correct. I misspoke moving forward, but I'm not going to like call. I'm not going to make a big deal about it. I'm just going to correct it very quickly and then move on. Yeah. And I think we're kind of talking about two different things. If I said in a lecture, hey, hip extension and the push jerk is not necessary. And then I realized, wait, that was a mistake. I might go back and say, hey, I, that was inaccurate. What I meant to say was X. I'm saying more so, it, there'll be an example of this at, at some point where you just start saying the wrong word, go back and fix it rather than, right. you know, some cliche expressions like easy for me to say, hard for me, you know, those types of things. Just right. get, get back to the point. So let, let, let's, let's, to end this with a few things you've already said them throughout but you know we like to list them out give feedback and and homework i i think number one if i had to give a priority triage how to become a better public speaker you're, you're absolutely right uh, knowledge on the subject and practice did he drop off this is great <laughs> this is great this is I want everybody to bask in the glory that is Ackerman's Wi-Fi shitting the bed as he gives me an incense about it. So I will pick up because probably none of you are listening to that. But um, hopefully this is still recording to his that I am not sure about. So we may or may not know where this is being recorded to because he was recording it, not you. Correct. Right. Yeah. OK, so this might not ever hit the Internet. So I'm very sorry that you guys will not get these nuggets. But the first one is. You do need, yep, he's gone. So yeah. how is this still, still recording though? Still recording though. Amazing. The All right. Yeah. To okay. the cloud. Is that how yeah. that works? I yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Well, now we know. Okay. So here's learned everybody that the host can drop off the call while still recording a call, apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know how we would stop recording this. However, yeah. um, anyway, <laughs> so yeah, you definitely want to practice. I don't even know if he can call back into his own call that he dropped out of, but right. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you definitely want to practice. Uh, there's a couple other things in there too. practice. What is the actual kind of black content on top of that? Then I would just lay overlay like a very simple storyline into that, which is like, okay, what's the content? What's the storyline? And then you have to figure out like, what are the kind of peak events story, right? So if you're thinking about a whiteboard brief, it would be something along the lines of, okay, the workout, the, uh, the kind of pinnacle of this story would be the stimulus. That's where that kind of gets to the height of that. And then the scaling options would be the tools with which they would do that. There's some other ones in there is uh, I, I do see people struggle with having things in their hands. So if you're a fidgeter, like I am, don't have things in your hands because it will off. Uh, and that's something that we teach as well. Unless you're writing on a whiteboard, you need an object to write, then probably don't have things um, in your hands. Uh, and then outside of that is low down, right? A lot of people don't like the pause because they think that it sounds weird and just know that it sounds weird. 
it's not weird to everybody else who's listening. They're digesting information. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. You just text me. It's like, look like, looks like the Wi-Fi cut out. Yeah. looks like it did cut out. <laughs> it also made me the host now, just as a heads up. So that's why we're still going. Uh, oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. So Jay is definitely out and you're in. Cool. <laughs> oh, there he is. Um, Never mind. Let's talk. Let's talk about this. As soon as he connects, he's back on everybody. Um, I really hope this connects so I can just give him an immense amount of shit. <laughs> cool. Hey, do you want to eat your words on this recording right now? Do you? Something must have happened. Or what? I'm, I did a. Do I you? I, I asked a very simple question. Do you want to eat your words into <laughs> all of the listeners and practice a little bit of humility and be, and realize that like, hey. This really came back to bite me in the ass. What happened? What? Do you think this whole thing recorded? Do you think we lost it? No, no, it did record. We gave all the nuggets while you were over there diddling with yourself on the Zoom call. But you did the right thing, right? <laughs> so you were going to do it. So you came off and you and you dropped off the call. So it's great. So, yeah. Did, did you wrap up everybody. what I was saying? Yeah, it's done. Show's done. We're, did you stop it? Still no, recording. it's still recording. Yeah. Man, so I, give, give a start with an apology and then B <laughs> give the listeners the last little piece of information you want to give them. Well, well it's, just, it's a weird, huh? It's awkward. It's yeah. You should me. just get, <laughs> you should just get it over <laughs> with. You should just get it over with. I'm sorry to the listeners. Yep. I'm sorry to Katie. Okay. I, it made me the host, so I don't know. That's fine. Yep. I'm just slowly uh, usurping well, you as you know, we, partner. <laughs> <laughs> the hero's journey. Katie is now the hero. Um, but anyway, I don't know what, yeah, it just dropped. So anyway, my apologies. I mean, mostly I apologize to the listeners because they tune in for me and they had to listen to you and Katie. That's really what I'm apologetic about. So anyway, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you all said, but I was going to say, I don't even remember to be quite honest. Practice. Not shocking. Okay. Talk slower. Talk okay. slower. I that too. <laughs> and when you when you talk slower, it allows you to remove your safe words. Okay. You didn't cover that. All right. I mean, I did cover safe words, but anyway, I apologize for the subpar show, everybody. This is what happens when I deal with an <laughs> unprofessional, think, little short person. Um, I but, think other than the Wi-Fi connections. I'm actually quite impressed by the fact that my hotspot is working this well. This is cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's not part of the show. We're part of the story. The, 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 the story is that we push through everybody despite Jay's constant derailing and shitty Wi-Fi. We have brought podcast to a conclusion and hopefully brought you at least one second to value and for hey, that dude, I, is... I apologize on behalf of myself and katie for jay that you have to deal with his constant rambling and nonsense all of the time so but and and for the record listeners you know this for the coaches public speaking is key you have to improve at this let me let me let me add one last thing before i'm gonna pull up my rock one more time i just want to say i'm grateful for fern i'm grateful for katie so you never miss an episode of the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and on all major podcasting platforms at best hour of their day. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being a part of the best hour of our day. See you next time.
You started your business to help others. Somewhere along the way, you lost the capability of doing it on your own. Imagine how much different your business would be with an extra $10,000. Would you pay your rent? Would you buy new equipment? Would you pay your coaches more? Would you pay yourself? What if you could do that and donate to others? We started our business to help you. Finally, a, a payment solution for the micro gym space. We are proud to introduce you to WheelPay, a platform that allows you to both save money and be generous. With giving partners like the Phoenix, the Navy SEAL Foundation, the Green Beret Project, and other charitable organizations, you can trust that your donations will make a massive difference in the lives of others. Saving has never been easier. Giving has never been easier. Pay better. Do better. We'll pay.